Welcome to Dig Life Deep with John Aiden Byrne. Hello again to all our listeners. I hope you're all real well. And this time I'm going to give up on my recent cozy, the fire is lit upstairs uh, conversation because I'm going to be very honest, we're starting to see the early signs, some very early signs of spring here in the northeast side of the US, New York and New Jersey area. And hopefully we'll be out of this winter cold very, very soon. I I feel it in the air. We're going to face this terrible financial beast head on in this episode. I'm referring here to inflation, I-N-F-L-A-T. I-O-N. We thought that was all sort of slayed up to recently, but inflation is back in the news, has been for months and months, and now it's horrible, it's out of control, it's a frightening spectacle that may be contributing, I think it is, to the rising anger and angst in American society, on the highways, in the stores, just in the general run-of-the-mill conversations every day. We'll be taking a broader look at what might be behind all this financial mess, and that could be the changing, the accelerating, the bewildering, at times, race of our economic and information age. We're going to dip back into our archives. Yeah, that sounds rich. With an interview I conducted in late 2020 and then another interview in early 2021 with two quite brilliant financial experts. In my first interview, this is from late 2020, I spoke with Victor Schweffs. He's a global strategist at McCary and the author of the deeply thought-provoking book, The Great Rupture. And this, you will soon find out if you pick up a copy, investigates past history and looks at current trends to ask the interesting question, do we need to be free to be innovative, prosperous, or even happy? And you might ask, what has that all got to do with inflation? Well, I think they're connected at the hip in some ways, but you'd have to listen through to this interview to Victor's last comment near the end. The globe is flooded with money. It's flooded with capital. Central banks right now can run the printing presses in ways unimaginable a few generations ago, it's quite bewildering. It's got to do with technology, it's got to do with financialization of markets, and it's got to do with public expectation and probably political fears of riots on our streets if the masses are not taken care of. And that's a whole other debate. Anyway, Victor published his groundbreaking book, The Great Rupture, back in late 2020, and I had the opportunity to interview him. I'll just read a little bit from some notes his publicist sent to me prior. Imagine that by the 2040s, Harvard College is shuttered. Its hallowed halls impenetrably overgrown with miles of vines closed for lack of demand in Ivy League education. Well, it's just one jarring possibility suggested in Victor Schweff's thought-provoking deep dive in 
to the challenges facing today's world. The Great Rupture, Three Empires, Four Turning Points and the Future of Humanity. Do we need to be free? That was the fascinating title of Victor Schweff's new book. And he says, The lessons of the last five centuries were unequivocal. Without freedom, there could be no prosperity or happiness. However, does this still hold in the information age? That's what Victor Schweff asks. And I asked him some questions to kind of break it all out and to get a better understanding and handle on his thought processes. And stay stay on track till the end of the interview because he's going to talk about debt and the flood of capital. And then after this interview and after the break, we're going to go to another fascinating money person, an economic and financial expert. He is Dick Beauvais of Odeon Capital Group, and he'll talk about inflation. And here's the real kicker, or is it a kick in the pants? I mean, you got to have a sense of humor sometimes about these horrible matters. Dick Beauvais, back in early 2020, was envisaging 1970s-style double-digit inflation during the period 2021 to 2022. Well, we seem to be on course for that. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Well, hello again, and I hope you're all real well and taking good care of yourselves. Uh, I want you to take a close listen to an interview I had with Victor Schweft in late 2020. He's talking about the flood of capital across the globe. It ties in, in my view, with all this inflation at the moment. I had him on the show to talk about his fascinating book, The Great Rupture, Three Empires, Four Turning Points, and the Future of Humanity. Do we need to be free? And Victor is a global strategist at McCary Bank. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Yes, uh, essentially what we argued that the essence of liberal capitalism is capital and labor. If capital and labor no longer function, the way they have done so over the last couple of centuries, then liberal capitalism no longer exists. And what we basically argued in the book, if you think of industrial age, what were the important ingredients? Well, first of all, capital was very scarce. It had to be allocated very carefully. That's why we have accounting systems. That's why we have a discounted cash flow analysis or capital asset pricing models. Today, we are drowning in capital. We have more capital than what we know 
to do is. Um, and the reason we're drowning in capital is because for the last four decades, we were generating much more liquidity in capital than what underlying economies are requiring. We actually have five, ten times more capital than we need. It is not evenly or even fairly distributed, but there is enough capital out there. So the first major difference. The second major difference is that industrial age was a highly capital-intensive age. This was the era of railways, machinery, factories, roads. Um, if you think of today, most of the new activities are essentially driven by intangible assets. Most of the new activities are quite capital light. And not only their capital light, they have almost no capacity limitations. Uh, and they also offer huge spillover effects. You know, one industry suddenly starts to impact another industry uh, at a great speed. So we're generating a lot of capital and we don't really need that much capital. So the result is that the cost of capital collapsed. Uh, and that's certainly been the case over the last 20 or 30 years. Now, collapsing the cost of capital basically makes a major pillar of the liberal capitalism uh, non-functional. Capital is almost becoming worthless. Now, the other side of liberal capitalism is labor. If you think of people uh, in the 1920th century, they were the primary driver of productivity. That's why they needed to be skilled to ever higher level. That's why people went to colleges. That's why we eliminated illiteracy. And the idea was that people will be the brains of the machine. And so we started skilling people in increasingly narrow and narrow specializations. If you think of the modern age, uh, we're already suffering from decline of the premium for college education. Increasingly, labor is no longer the primary productivity driver. Increasingly, labor is not the brain of machinery anymore. And in the next 10 to 20 years, that's going to go beyond that. It's all started with entertainers, with journalists. It progressed to traders, uh, analysts, fund managers, anybody who deals with digits. Within the next 5 to 10 years, we're going into atoms, which means manufacturing, logistics, distribution is going to change. And beyond that, uh, 30, 40 years from now, it's uh, singularity where you simply will not be able to tell the difference between human and non-human contribution. So what's happening right now, labor is suffering from what I call declining marginal return and declining pricing power. That is why even at very low levels of unemployment, people were not asking for more wages because they know they, we don't deserve uh, to get paid more. Uh, and, so, and so the result is that neither capital no labor functions the same way. Uh, labor increasingly is being uh, warehoused in temporary, uh, what LSE professor once said, temporary bullshit occupations, uh, pending, pending their final disposal in a way in which society will find it palatable. And the only reason we're still here is that technology progressed far enough to reduce our utility and pricing power, but not yet far enough to replace us altogether. And when people say, hey, in the past, capital functions differently, labor functions differently, it was all okay. Well, two things to, to, to say here. Number one, 
is that uh, if you were, and that's what I mentioned in the book, if you go back in time, uh, London, early 1800s, you find a bunch of Luddites just about to smash the loom. And, you'd, and you go and tell them, please don't do it. You know, it's all going to be okay 30 or 40 years from now. Uh, I think those Luddites would have probably smashed your head because 30, 40 years was the entire lifetime. So the first thing to remember is that we don't feel the pain of people, if anybody thinks that $500 trillion outstanding globally will ever be repaid, they've got to be joking. None of that ever going to get repaid. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Just before the break, you are listening to part of my interview in late 2020 with the brilliant Victor Schweffs. He's the author of The Great Rupture, Three Empires, Four Turning Points, and The Future of Humanity. Do we need to be free? And he works with McCary. Quite perceptive. Leaves me with an unsettled feeling. I'm not sure if I am bewildered or dumb or in some kind of state of shock. He talked there a lot about capital and the flood of capital in the globe. And that's just a great way to introduce part of another interview I did in early 2021 with Dick Beauvais, who is with Odeon Capital Group. He's the chief financial strategist at Odeon Capital Group. I checked in with Dick back then for his take on inflation trends, where we could be headed. Now, remember, the idea of today's 7.5% inflation was not on the radar here in the U.S., nor, I presume, on the Fed's radar early last year. It really wasn't on the radar of a lot of people, except in the chatter among folks who have a, let's call it a sensible view of how this world operates. Too much of a good thing is usually bad. In this case, perceptive folks and folks with wisdom who use common sense, reason, and combine it with historical and financial perspective like Dick Beauvais of Odeon Capital Group often see this horrible freight train coming down the tracks. Yes, Dick Beauvais back in early 2021 saw inflation as a problem and saw how it could be a dreadful tale of woes by this year even with the Fed signaling a series of 
interest rate hikes at the moment to tame our roaring inflation train and even into next year according to Dick Beauvais and you can hear more of Dick in a new podcast I am hosting with Dick and Matt Van Alstein he's co-founder and managing partner at Odeon Capital Group and the name of our show is Odeon capital conversations it's about all things money and markets and we've gotten huge reaction to it follow it and listen in every week we cover a wide range of topics on the markets and the markets are really in the news now with all this inflation fed rate hike talks and just the whole mystery and not so mysterious goings on in the financial markets here's last year's brief part of it interview i had with dick beauvais i don't have to remind you about inflation a recent headline in the wall street journal said it all inflation speeds to a 40 year high price rises of 7.5 percent top december's reading as housing and used cars help fuel the surge a lot of play on words there fuel the surge well not bad i suppose it kind of captures it yeah even oil prices have just gone crazy i mean you give the attendant at the pump here in new jersey for example and you say just fill it up and then you look at the pump gauge and oh my gosh you rush for the pepto-bismol but that's it that's life inflation does all these kind of things and we'll keep paying up i think it's going to go on for well, quite a while i think to the end of the year into next year i think dick might be on the money here so far he's been right a little quote from the wall street journal recently the u.s labor department said thursday that the consumer price index which measures what consumers pay for goods and services reached in january its highest level since february 1982 when compared with the same month a year ago that puts inflation above december's seven percent annual rate and well above the 1.8 percent annual rate for inflation in 2019 ahead of the pandemic take a listen to dick beauvais i'm your host john aden Byrne. you can't grow money supply 10 times faster than the economy and expect that inflation will stay low. I don't think that can happen. And if that can't happen, then interest rates can't stay low and and we're we're gonna be in for trouble in 2022 and 2023. Inflation is painful and the resolution to the problem of inflation is is even more painful. Are you saying the Fed will stay clear of raising rates or only do it in a very small, slow steps? Well, that's actually a very complicated question, you know, because the the Fed, as it was initially designed, um, you know, in 1913, was never thought to be an independent agency. In other words, the uh, Woodrow Wilson had to get William Jennings Bryan to get the Democrats to agree to pass the rule that allowed for the creation of the law that allowed for the creation of the Federal Reserve, and basically. In, in that, um, if you will, passage, the, the, the promise was made that the Fed would never be independent. Uh, and, you know, quite frankly, no president ever believed that the Fed should be independent. 
Uh, you, I don't care if you want to take a look at Roosevelt, uh, you know Truman. Uh, you want to look at, uh, you know, uh, you know, like uh, well, Reagan. You know, it's, it's Treasury Secretary Baker. Uh, you know, Johnson. Uh, you know, you name it. Nixon. None of these presidents thought that the Fed should be independent, uh, and and therefore, you know, President President Trump was not incorrect. And, and taking away the independence of the Fed, in my view. So um, the, the whole issue of who's going to direct the Fed, who's going to direct, you know, what money supply growth, I think is really going to be the federal deficit more than a bunch of human beings. And so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to we'll, we'll just have to go with the flow here and see how that's going to fall out. But you're not making any calls here or predictions on rising interest rates later in the year. Oh, no, I, I think interest rates are heading higher. Yeah. They're going to go. Well, long term rates are moving higher. Yeah. Now, the, the Fed rate, the official rate, what is it? Like we're almost like near 0%. Well, I mean, the Fed will, will, will attempt to keep it where it is. I mean, uh, the Fed will attempt to keep the uh, short rates, the overnight rates, you know, the, the federal funds rate, you know, at, at where it is. Whether they can do so if we run into a high level of inflation. That, is questioning. I mean, I, I don't think they can do so, but, uh, you know, there are, there are all these unknowns that, that, that uh, you know, we're going to have to see about. The only known that I'm basically staying with is you can't grow money supply 10 times faster than the economy and expect that inflation will stay low. I don't think that can happen. And if that can't happen, then interest rates can't stay low. And, and we're, we're going to be in for trouble in 2022 and 2023. So you're saying consumers should stock up now, buy cheap, stock up on their pastas and food stuff, buy their car, think about buying another home. Maybe it's a great hedge against inflation. Any of that? Well, you know, when they start doing that, you know, you know that inflation is here because, you know, you will now be building into the price of goods presumption of inflation and then it will be in it. It's self-perpetuating. That's what happened in past periods. People got nervous, market psychology, and people started bidding up stuff. So it fed on itself as well. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, you know, and, and I, I have a very, very simplistic view. I'm not talking about changes in wage rates. I'm not talking about productivity. I'm not talking about what's happening with technology. I'm simply saying, if you've got money supply growing at the rate it's growing, and the economy growing at the rate that it's going, you, you, you're going to find that the inflation is going to increase. And I think that uh, you know, much smarter people than I am have the ability to take a look at how it affects each one of these levels of economy uh, and, and get a better feel and projection. But uh, all I'm saying is you cannot have money growing 10 times faster than economic output and expect prices to remain the same. And there you have it, two brilliant men in the world of finance and on Wall Street, Dick Beauvais of Odeon Capital Group and Victor Schweft of McCary Bank and an author talking about the flood of capital in the world, inflation, uh, technology, IT, financialization, trends, accelerating pace of everything. Until our next episode of Dig Life Deep, I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Stay well. You are listening to Dig Life Deep with John Aidan Byrne.
You can reach the host in the U.S. at 973-529-4699. That's 973-529-4699. 973-529-4699. Email burndesk at gmail.com. That's burndesk, B-Y-R-N-E, desk at gmail.com. Burndesk at gmail.com. Subscribe for free.